Let's go, Big Daddy. Looking good, Billy Ray. Feeling good, Lewis. Woke up this morning. It's sunny. Gotta check on my stocks. Gotta make me some money. I went into my app that's sitting on my phone. Got a lot of time because I'm stuck here at home. Buy, sell. What the hell? Because come four o'clock, I'm going to hear the bell. Gotta make me some paper so I can feel good. Yeah. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. I got the money. I got those pesos. I got those pesos right here. IPOs, dividends, and options. Get rid of that stock, man. It's flopping. Roll over Roth, 401k. Get ready to invest. Make some money today. Trade clothes. Make a deal. What stock looks good? Let's spin the wheel. More money, more money, more money. Let's get this going. This is going to be good. Yeah. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. Show me the money. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. I'm going to just keep getting paid. Big Daddy stock tips from the hood. Here we go. I'm going to just keep getting paid. Show me the money. Looking good, Billy Ray. Feeling good, Lewis. More money, more money, more money. Yeah, let's get it going. Let's get it going. Welcome back to Big Daddy Stock Tips from the Hood. Yours truly, Marty Allen, the Big Daddy, back in the house. You know, it's really hard when your stock is down and the old you, <laughs> the old you would be panicking. Should I, should I sell? Should I wait? Should I sell? Should I wait? Wait, 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 wait. No, no, lose. And, but now the more educated me says, relax. Tesla's down big, but you, you, you expected this. You expect, <laughs> you expected that come Monday after the stocks finally split. And of course, Tesla was up 55 points on Monday. So let's say you had 40 shares. So for every 25 bucks, the thousand dollars profit. So, so Monday was nice. Okay. And I knew, like I said, the old me would say, get out. But the new me says, you know that after Monday, after the 55 points, after the split from Tesla and, of course, from Apple, that there are going to be some profit takers out there. Because there are people out there who don't give a crap about how many shares they got. They only care about how much money did I make. Those are the true day traders. I'm kind of a day trader, but I kind of hold on to stuff, you know, stuff that I believe in. We've got so much to talk about. And so, anyway, I knew yesterday they were down 25 points. Because I knew come come uh, by the end of business trading on uh, Monday that there would be some people who would sell and take their profits, uh, because they understand that you can all that the market's going to drop with profit takers taking their profits, their profit margins, and then come Tuesday they could buy it back again at a lower price, which is probably what some people are doing right now. Because just before I got on, I checked and I saw that it was down. Uh, I think about quarter to 12, it was down like 68 points or something like that. And I'm not panicking. The old me would have panicked. Now, uh, the savvy me, has. I've talked to enough people that I know, take my profit margin. They say, uh, you know, I, I've been understanding this like, well, I got this many shares. I, it's making money. Why would I sell? And they say, yes, but you got to understand. Maybe the bubble may not bust, but it's going to go down because there are going to be people who take their profit margins. So just be careful, you know, sell some of your shares, sell one fourth of your shares, take the profits and then play with house money. And so that's what I did. I sold half my shares because I knew that profit takers were going to come. And so now when the show is over, I'll look at the right time and I'll buy them back at a much cheaper price. And then I know or I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident that Tesla will bounce back, especially when I tell you all the stuff that's still going on with Tesla. It'll bounce back, 
and uh, this is the way the market corrects itself and all, yada, 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 yada. But anyway, so I'm not panicking. The old me would have panicked. The new me doesn't panic. <laughs> I just said, it's, it's a sprint or it's a marathon, not a sprint or something like that. You got to crawl before you walk. And so I'm just uh, I'm being cautious, but I understand how the market works. You're not going to make all this money every day, but I've been doing pretty damn well. And I had a stop loss on some of my stocks, so I'm doing pretty well. And I'll, I'll figure out when I'm going to jump back in. I probably should have jumped back in when it was 411 uh, because uh, when I uh, got out, it was 497, I think it was, uh, just when the market opened uh, yesterday morning. Okay, that's when I took out some of my shares, sold some of my shares, because I just had a feeling the profit takers were going to come out and take their profits. Anyway, so much to talk about today. Once again, welcome to Big Daddy Stops, t- Stock Tips from the Hood. 12.30, we got analyst Bart Slack coming up. We're going to give you guys a lesson on stock trading on the trade side. In other words, there's uh, market orders, there's limit orders, there's uh, stop market loss, lo- there's market loss, stop market, stop loss, stop limit, stop limit, uh, a trailing stop limit, trailing stock loss, and percentage, and money, and, and some of the stuff that I don't understand. And hopefully, financial analyst Bart Slack will be on at 12.30 to explain it all to you and to me. And of course, for the first time, hopefully we'll get them first uh, once a month, uh, TV19 meteorologist Jeff Tanchek, who is also a futures trader, is going to join us uh, in the second half hour of the show. We've got so much to talk about. So m- Just hang with us, okay? We're coming. Don't forget you can get me right now on RogueRadioNetwork.com. You can get me so many ways. Uh, the Facebook page, the YouTube channel, the uh, Rogue Radio Network apps, which you can listen to audio right now, live streaming right now for uh, for Android and for iOS for uh, iPhone, and also if you don't have, if you're in the car and you don't have an app, uh, you want to listen to it on your satellite radio in the car. I have now put up a link on RogueRadioNetwork.com for you to click to just get the live audio stream, right there. So you can get me so many ways. And thank you again for joining us. Thank you for all the people to join the uh, Stock Tips from the Hood. Uh, group page so you can get all the info on when I go live and all this kind of good stuff. All right, first of all, now you know I don't, I love sports, but I don't care for baseball, but I love Cleveland. So anybody or any team that plays for Cleveland or any player, I support. That being said, you know this is not a sports show, but this is, this is, this has something to do with financial and it's something that I need to say because I, I've complained about this to Dirty Kurt all the time, uh, my uh, wingman down at the uh, Cavaliers Radio Network, which I haven't seen in months. Well, we did go to lunch a few weeks ago at Panini's in uh, Bay Village. But anyway, Mike Clevenger gets traded. And I go, see, this is what bothers me. I love the Cleveland Indians organization. My, my protege, first female intern ever worked for me, uh, Stephanie Warner-Hago, is now the in-the-ballpark uh, engineer technical engineer for Hammy and for Rosie, Tom Hamilton. And, of course, she's not working this year because they're not traveling. And so they're down there doing it themselves. And she's bummed because she loves baseball. But here's my point. And I always complain about this to Dirty Kurt. I always, uh, Kurt McLaughlin, if anybody say who the hell is Dirty Kurt. Long story. But uh, Stephanie Warren Hagel, uh, Kurt McLaughlin, Bill Bender, my business partner, I, I, I complain about this all the time. We have this history of getting a player. We'll trade somebody good, and it's been—it's just been a, this, this revolving door of the same thing going on and on and on with the Cleveland Indians. Now, understand it's not, it's the market. It's not necessarily their fault, but it bothers me, okay? Because now you got the, you got the New York Yankees, you got the L.A. Dodgers, you got the Atlanta Braves, the Chicago team, just probably two or three of them. All these teams have bigger markets. They get bigger TV money. And they get, uh, uh, not necessarily TV money, but their cable networks. In other words, the network, the television networks, like for us here, we got Fox Sports Ohio. And Fox Sports Ohio, and of course, uh, Sports Time Ohio, but they're owned by the same people. Uh, Fox Sports, I think, is the controlling owner. But uh, they're on Sports Time Ohio. Well, with the New York Yankees, they got a few Sports Time Ohios. And because the Yankees are a huge team it's like the dallas cowboys they get more revenue because they have more uh television networks cable networks that want to air their games but let me get back to my point so mike clevenger gets traded it was a it was a nine player deal we get two and a, and a player to be named later 
they get Clevenger and another six or five people. I believe what it is, but I think I think they got six people. We got two and a player to be named later, and 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 Mike Clevenger was one of them. Mike Clevenger was our ace. If you remember last year, Corey Kluber was our ace. Uh, Trevor Bauer, he was never an ace. He was a pretty good pitcher, but he was kind of a head case, you know, with the whole drone thing and and uh, telling women that he ain't going to be your man. He's just going to, you know, pork you and that'll be it. But anyway, he didn't say that necessarily, but that's basically what he meant, you know, saying I'm, I'm a free-willing kind of guy. But let's get back to it. I don't want to get off track here because we got so much to talk about. But if you remember Cliff Lee, if you remember C.C. Sabathia, Back Manny Ramirez, Jim Tomei left, okay, but he was probably mad about Charlie Manuel. But anyway, why is it that we bring up a kid through the farm system? We bring them up through the farm system, and then they're pretty good. They come to the Indians, they're pretty All of a sudden, they're a pretty good player. Pretty good pitcher, pretty good uh, position player. Then when their first initial contract is up, and they want the moon in the sky, we don't want to give it to them because the Dolans pretty much have had a track record of not overpaying a player of what a player's market value is at the given time, at the given year. So the player comes up from the farm system. He comes up through the system. where He becomes a good player, and then we trade him. We trade him from more farm system players, a couple of other tool players, and it's like the cycle just continues to go over and over and over. When the Cleveland Monsters play, that's the hockey team. Now, I am employed by the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, co-own, uh, wholly owned by Cavaliers Holdings, which is Quicken Loans Arena. Well, it used to be Quicken Loans Arena. Quicken Loans and Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse, which is what it's technically called now. So... When I say this, I, I know it because I watched the game. As I'm, as I was, when I was working, I'm producing games, and I see uh, the Monsters are on the uh, TV, and I'm watching the Monsters while the Cavaliers are on the road playing somebody else. With the Monsters, it's about, my point is it's about the experience with the Monsters. The Monsters could be losing 5-1 to one with two minutes to go. Nobody has left. Everybody's dancing and partying and having a good time like the score was the Monsters 5-1. to one. But the monsters are getting their asses kicked. But yet still, everyone's still there. Everyone's still partying. They wait to the end of the game. They throw the pucks on the thing so they can try to win free tickets, all this kind of good stuff. My point is, it's about the experience when you come to the arena. And that's how it's been with the Cavaliers. Even when, when we didn't have LeBron, we weren't that good. But we still had 17,500 season ticket holders out of a 20,000-seat arena because it's the experience that you go through when you come. You get a mod, you get Nicole, you get all the, uh, all the, uh, the stuff that goes on uh, during the timeouts of the games. So that's why I don't understand why would people like Clevenger, Corey Kluber, okay, I can kind of understand. He was kind of getting up there a little bit. But uh, Clevenger's only 29 years old, and he's the man. And we trade him. For more farm system players and more tool players, and then the most important one, it's about financial. This is a financial show, but to me it's about financials because if you keep Lindor, you're going to get a lot of people that still come to the game and still want to see Francisco Lindor. You're going to sell a lot of Francisco Lindor jerseys. That's why I can never understand what, what is it that we're trying to accomplish. We, we, we bring a player up through the farm system. The player becomes good. He becomes an all-star. And then we trade him or we let him walk. If we trade him, we get more farm system players. So we bring up through the farm system. They become good players. They may, may or may not become an all-star. And then we let them walk. Or we trade them. And it's like this endless cycle over and over and over. I don't get it. I support the Indians because they're from Cleveland. I love anything from Cleveland, anyone from Cleveland. That is something I just don't understand. And that's probably why I don't talk sports on a regular basis, because I don't get it. I understand they don't, they don't have the financial revenue that the Yankees have, the Dodgers have, Chicago teams, White Sox, uh, 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 Atlanta Braves, all those huge teams that have lots of money other than the TV money that they get from MLB, from the TV networks who want to own them. I think one of them just, I think Turner just signed up for another $5 billion. I think through the year 2028. It's a lot of money. Team's going to make money even if they suck. And maybe that's what it is for Cleveland teams, 
for for the Indians at least. Anyway, let me. I, I digress. I said I'm not going to do it, but I just want to get that out of there. I just don't understand it. The stimulus update, it, it, it's it's pretty simple. They're still trying to sign the bill to give us the $1,200 a uh, stimulus package to give us another $1,200 in our paycheck in our pocket. Again, I'm, you know me. I'm not a political person, but I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to move on. Nancy Pelosi is a piece of work. She's had the nerve to say, if I agree, if I sign this bill, which is the one that the Republicans put out. Now, the Republicans done come up $300 billion from the one, uh, from the $1 trillion, now they're at $1.3. And she says, if I sign this bill, meaning the Democrats, if we sign this bill, we're going to lose all the political leverage. Now, see, that sums it up in a nutshell right there, which is the reason why I hate politics. She could give a, in my opinion, she could give a crap about you and me that's unemployed. Here's a woman in political office making millions of dollars for probably for a job that pays $235,000 a year. Who knows? But she's got millions. You read between the lines. But she has the nerve to say she's holding up this bill because they want to get this uh, uh, post office uh, money so that people can send in their ballots through the post office. The Republicans don't want to do that, but the Republicans are saying, we're ready to come to the table, we're ready to sign this bill so we can get the money out to the Americans. President Trump signed the executive orders early part of August when they ran out on July 31st. It's now September 2nd. He signed the executive orders almost a month ago. We still ain't seen a dime of the extended government benefits, which supposed to be 300, some 400 in some states. Uh, I think South Dakota said we don't want no money, so their people are just SOL. But to say, I don't want to sign this package because it we would lose our all our political leverage says everything you need to know. She don't give a crap, in my opinion, about you and me and unemployment and people struggling. I'm not struggling. I'm just saying there are people who are struggling. That tells you all you need to know. I'm not telling you to vote Republican. I'm not telling you to vote Democrat. I'm not telling you to vote Independent. I could care less how you vote. I'm just saying, see, that's what's wrong with the country. Everything is political. In the Senate, in the House, everything. Everything is political. Everybody's using political leverage on the other person, on the other, on the, op, on the opposing side. Republicans against Democrats, Democrats against Republicans. That's just the way it is. All right. Enough of that. I, I, I can't say my piece. I just had to say it. Bothered me. Uh, Clevenger, I like Clevenger. He looked like Randy Johnson 2.0. If you remember Randy Johnson, the big bird, you know, tall hair, the, the 95 mile an hour, 100 mile an hour left handed fastball. Anyway. All right. So, again, when I play pickleball, I have these conversations. And I forget who it was. I won't say his name, but I think I remember who it is now. Who said that uh, Tesla is a, the, the bubble's going to burst. And then another person said, oh, I know what it was. One of our people in our, in our uh, uh, broadcast meeting every Tuesday morning, 10 a.m. now. And I don't like that, by the way. It was 11 a.m. I was able to swim from 7 to 8 and then play pickleball from 8.30 until about 10.30. Then I'd rush home and have the meeting at 11. Well, now they changed it. And it's now 10 o'clock, which means I can't play pickleball at all on Tuesdays. Now, it's just no point to swim from 7 to 8 and then go and play for like an hour and then have to rush home. So they, 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 they're putting a crimp in my style here. But, but anyway, one person said, what people don't understand, one, uh, I think it was, uh, again, I won't say any names, but one person in the meeting said, well, Tesla, I like Apple, but Tesla makes me nervous. And the other person said, yeah, but see, what you don't understand is you're making the same mistake that a lot of people are making. When they say Tesla, they're thinking that Tesla is just an electric car company. And that's it. They don't think past that. But if you remember last week, the last part of the show, I gave you the seven deadly sins of Jim Cramer, who is uh, the stock market guy, the very entertaining one on CNBC. And he gave you the seven deadly sins. And number two was... When you invest in a company, not knowing what that company is about before investing, just blindly investing into that is not a good idea. And I researched Tesla before I bought my very first stock. And I don't want to sound like a broken record, but 
that's the reason why I believe in them because they're not just a electric car company. Yes, they had the five to one split that started on Monday. Yes, they're going into the S and P five hundred at some point because they had four quarters of profits. Four quarters every three months is a quarter. They come out with an earnings report. They've had four profitable quarters. That means they're eligible to go into the S and P five hundred as one of the top five hundred teams. So not even because of that. Then, of course, it's not just because of Battery Day coming up on September 22nd where they're supposed to make some big announcement about their, this new improved battery. Then there's SpaceX. Then I've been telling you guys about SpaceX, and I said, I don't know nothing about it, but i got to research at some point if I'm going to sound credible on the air by talking about it. And then I understand. Now I read up on space, uh, SpaceX, and then I understand a little bit about what it is. It's Starlink. Starlink is, the best way to put it, is they're going to put, Thousands of small satellites, low orbit, and then they're going. To, then all those satellites are going to work in conjunction with ground receivers to create this incredible satellite internet company. I'd be willing to bet at some point that Tesla is going to have Tesla internet, just like you see the Infinity. And uh, who was Time Warner, the new one? The Quantum View, what the hell is it called? I forget. But you know what I'm talking about. It used to be Time Warner. The main one of the main ones right now, AT&T. It's going to be Tesla Internet. They're going to go at, you get Verizon, you can, with files, you can get anything. And now I believe that they're going to jump into it. And they believe that they can do it better. And why? Because they're making so much money. So it's not even so it it's that as well. Then the price target went from went from twelve hundred dollars to twenty five hundred by the by the famous analyst. By the way, there's only nineteen percent of analysts who are saying still not to buy Tesla. I don't care what they say. I don't care about the bubble. People saying the bubble is going to burst. I am an informed day trader. I understand when to, to, to put a stop loss, take my profit, put it on the sideline, play with the house money. Then when I'm ready, if I want to, I jump back in when the prices drop like it is today, yesterday and today. It'll come back. I'm confident of that. I could be wrong, but I'm confident that it will with everything that's going on. And I'm not even done. So you got the price target. Now they're putting computer chips in pigs. <laughs> in pigs. It's called symbiosis. It's like a Fitbit for the brain. Now they're going to study everything that you're thinking. Oh, what a way to convict people on that, huh? By the way, Amazon is uh, launching Halo to compete with Apple Watch and Fitbit, by the way, which I just mentioned, Fitbit. So that's another thing that Tesla is doing. Then, I didn't know this, but as I'm researching... Tesla's building RNA microfactories for somebody I mentioned to you a week or two ago, CureVac. Remember that? If you're a loyal listener or viewer, I said in my stock market update last week or two weeks ago, CureVac. Well, Tesla has built a plant for CureVac RNA microfactories to do what? Develop coronavirus vaccine and just today elon musk come on musky is over in germany meeting with those people they're about to build another tesla plant in germany now see elon musk to me is like steve jobs he's a visionary he ain't just making electric cars he's doing all this other stuff he's a visionary Companies now have to have so much in order to compete against other multi-billion. And now, in the case of Apple, trillion-dollar companies. Apple went from one trillion to two trillion company evaluation in like 16 months or something like that. That's how much money is out there. That's how much money is out there. And you got these huge companies that are trying to get in bed with each other in order to compete with these other multi-billion and now multi-trillion dollar companies. 
And last but not least, Tesla comes out. Now, this is the reason why supposedly the shares drop. Now, Tesla's come out and said, we're going to make another $5 billion worth of shares available. Or is it 5 billion shares? I forget. It's one of the two. By the way, did you, when we talk about electric cars with Tesla, did you see Ford's coming out with an electric F-150? If you know, the F-150 is Ford's pretty much best-selling vehicle. And now they see where things are going. So now Ford is developing the electric F-150. If you see Amazon, Amazon, first they got the vans to deliver your packages to compete with UPS and FedEx and the Postal Service. Well, now Amazon is starting to make electric vans that deliver the packages to you and me. There's so much going on. So much going on with Tesla that I like. And I know I beat a dead horse to you guys every week. And again, I'm never telling you to buy Tesla. I'm only telling you why Tesla is interesting and attractive and sometimes delicious to me. And I keep coming up with more and more reasons why I got to keep my Tesla. And why I'm going to ride and die with Tesla. I'm a homegirl. I'm a down the way, I'm a round the way bitch with Tesla. That's all I can tell you. Listen, let me tell you about Goldberry Roasting Company before getting into my man Bart Slack coming up in just a minute. So I have a friend, uh, lots of friends who play pickleball with me. And uh, I can say their names, uh, Mary and Frank Bowmeyer. And they have a house, uh, a lake house up by Johnson's Island, out by Sandusky. Well, I like, if you heard me before, even on the GLC, I talk about this uh, garlic butter with Parmesan and basil. That I love so much. I love to drizzle it on stuff. I drizzle it on my, uh, my salmon-stuffed crescent rolls. Oh, people, delicious. So anyway, I'm running out. I'm on my last one. So I text Mary, and I said, hey, are you still up at the uh, lake house? I'd like to get another case because I can't find them here in Cleveland. I can only find them in, 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 at the Kroger stores. And the closest one is either Mansfield or Sandusky. I think uh, Mansfield is like 52 miles. Sandusky is like 49 miles, something like that. So... But I don't feel like riding, driving all the way over there to, to get them. So I asked Mary, I said, hey, you coming back to town? Can you get me some uh, of this uh, barley, uh, barley, garlic butter with uh, Parmesan and basil? She goes, oh, you just missed me. We just came back to town today. So I missed her. Or normally she would stop there at the Kroger in Sandusky, pick me up a case and bring them in. She says, and, and I'm coming back from my daughter's wedding this weekend. And then we're going on a Western vacation. And we'll be gone until October 1st. I said, okay, I'll see you when you get back. You know, have fun. She goes, thank you so much. We got our Goldberry Roasting Company coffee because they now are fans of it. And she says, and we got our bear spray. Now, I don't have any hair, but the hair's on my head. You know me, I'm a comedian. And I start thinking right away, what? Now, see, people, here's the difference. I'm a brother from the hood. I was born in the hood, but the hood was not born in me. But there are certain things. I told you last week, I'm not driving my black ass into the water with an electric car. Because electric and water don't go together. I don't care what they tell me, how much it's insulated. I ain't going in the water. I ain't riding in the, in the wingsuit. 200 miles an hour, slam my stupid ass on, on one of those jagged ass rocks. Not doing that. I'm not getting with my, my, the bungee cord tied on my legs. And they tell me I'm going to drop 325 feet. And the person who, who uh, measured the rope uh, only had the GAD. And they put on there 430 feet. Now I'm slamming my ass off the, the, the turf and, and I'm dead. Bouncing back up. Anyway. So I said to myself, wait a minute, bear spray? You see, that's the difference between black people and other nationalities. I won't say what other nationalities, but white people and other crazy people. You mean to tell me you're going to go on a vacation and you, where there's probably big-ass bears and you're going to say, honey, grab the bear spray of this big-ass 12, 1,300-pound bear charging at your ass, and the bear spray going to charge you and stop and say, oh, my God, they got bear spray. That's what I love about it. But you know what? To each his own. There are people like me who say, if they say that there's maybe sharks in the water, we ain't getting in the water. But then you got other people who say, sharks in the water? Cool. Let's go in, pull it out, and take a selfie. The only thing that was important that made sense is that she had her Goldberry Roasting Company coffee because it's so delicious. Goldberry Roast, go to the website right now, GoldberryRoasting.com. GoldberryRoasting.com. And if you go in there and right now and, and put your order in, put the coupon code in, GoldberryBST. GoldberryBST for Big Daddy Stock Tips, you'll get 10% off your order. And there's 
Brazil and Kenya AA and all these other delicious flavors that they have. You owe it to yourself to step outside the box. If you want to go on a vacation to see big ass bears and you believe that some bear spray is going to keep you protected, be my guest. But if the bear don't stop for the bear spray, Take a sip of that Go Berry Roasted Company coffee and kiss your ass goodbye. Go Berry Roasted Company. If you got a client you're trying to close and you keep bringing them in and they don't want to close the deal, serve them some Go Berry Roasted Company coffee. Go Berry Roasted Company. My man Pete Cooper, any questions you have, they'll deliver. They can, uh, they can ship. Pete at GoBerryRoasting.com. Pete at GoBerryRoasting.com. Go Berry Roasted. Oh, man, that's some damn good coffee. All right, real quick before Bart Slack calls in. Did you see TikTok? I told you about this whole thing with TikTok and WeChat and Tencent, and they pissed off President Trump, and he told U.S. companies not to be involved with them. Hold on one second. Is that you, Bart? Yes, sir. Okay, be with you in one second. So well, okay. what's, what's happening now is TikTok is on the verge of being sold because they're a valuable video company, okay? So Walmart and Microsoft are on one side. They made a bid. Walmart wants to be the controlling interest in that if they acquire Tic Tac. But they are versus the Oracle Coalition. Oracle has said they want to buy TikTok, and they got, a couple, they got some uh, coalition of investors that will get in bed with them to acquire TikTok. And now WeChat, I'm sorry, Tencent owns 40% of Epic Games, who owns the game, Fortnite, which game was taken away from the Apple Pay and the Google Play sites to not sell it anymore. And Epic Games is now pissed off about it and is threatening to sue Apple and then Google. And so it's just a mess. But right now, the latest is Walmart and Microsoft want TikTok, have made their bid. And now the Oracle Coalition, Coalition has made their bid. We're going to find out what's going on with them. And we'll talk about the rest of them. After we get done with our financial analyst, Bart Slack. All right, Bart. So every time I go to make a trade, like like uh, I knew Bart, I, t- I told the people at the top of the show, when I saw, uh, I saw the pre-market for Tesla, and it was up yeah. maybe uh, 23, something like that. But then just as the market started, it started dropping. So I sold 10 shares right away of my Tesla I had a stop loss there at 500. I got it. I got out with my 10 shares because I, different people keep saying, take the profit and play with house money. So yeah. I like the fact that Tesla was making money, but I knew that there would be some profit takers coming up yesterday and probably today, and I was right. So let me ask you this. When I go did, to you do- have a, did, you have a stop, did you have a stop on Tesla? I had a stop on Tesla right at 500. Okay, so that executed automatically for you? Uh, yes. When the market started... I think it went over five just for maybe a 60 seconds, and then it started dropping. So, so did you have a stop on all? How many shares do you have now? Okay, uh, that, I can say that. I, I, got, I, have, I had 40 shares. Okay. I sold 10 shares. Did you have a stop on all 40? No, I didn't want to okay. sell all 40, just the 10. I, I, just, okay. I just did 10, and I said I waited around for the. I was going to do 450 on another 10, yeah. And then I didn't. I said, I just got this feeling that there's going, they're going to lose some money yesterday and today because they'll be profit takers. But I believe in them, and I believe that they're going to come back. So I didn't do the other 30. Yeah. I still have them. I got you. Okay? And now I, che- yeah. I, I checked uh, before I started the show. It was coming back. They were way down, like minus 68, uh, Tesla stock yeah. price. And then I saw they were coming back. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, wait a minute. It's listening to me talk. Tesla stock price. Let's see what it is now. Okay, yes, 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 yes. See, it's half now. It's only it's only down 30, 32.99. It was down 68, like a quarter to 12. And I just uh-huh. figured people were taking their profits. And I said, I said to the audience, Bart, I'm the old me would have panicked and said, oh, get out, get out, get out, get out. But the new me, I understand how this game is starting to be played. You got people who don't care how many shares they got. They waited for the split. Then they saw it went, up, went to 500 
uh, early yesterday morning, and they got out quickly. And next thing you know, it, it was down 25 yesterday. Right now, about 33. But I'm okay because I'm in it for the long haul, Bart. I ain't sitting there waiting around. I, I, you know, I don't think I'm going to die tomorrow, so I'll wait for them. But anyway, here's my question. Well, well I thought you were like a day trader now. Well, I was, but I don't want to no. do that to Tesla or Apple. You don't want to what? I don't want to do that with Tesla or Apple. Oh, okay. Blindly, right. just, these other companies, all these biotech companies, all these weed stock companies, all this other crap, I can get out, get in and get out because I don't care about. But I care about four stocks, Bart Slack, my brother. I care about Tesla. I care, I care. I care about Apple. Apple. If, right. you, if you have seen, and people know, if you've been listening to me every week, I've been telling you about NVIDIA because they're fighting over ARM yeah. holdings, and they just came out with the RTX 3000, and now these big-time gaming companies with the new computers are talking about the RT 3070 Ti, which is supposedly 16 gigabytes of RAM and supposed to be an awesome video graphics card. So... NVIDIA is my third one. If you look at NVIDIA, they're doing very well. They were up about 26 today. Well, they did 14, 15 yesterday. From what I'm hearing, you know, NVIDIA, you know, Intel used to be the big the big daddy of the microchip processing companies. Yes. Followed by, followed by advanced micro devices. Yes. And I'm reading that, that NVIDIA is going to blow right by those two, they two did. companies. I, and they're going to be the top chip maker yes. for, the, for the near future. Then that's why they want arm holdings. And they are the number one. I reported my loyal listeners and viewers watched last week. I told you that NVIDIA was now the number one chip maker has overtaken Intel. Yeah. And so now they want arm holdings so they can solidify themselves as the big dog over AMD and Qualcomm and Intel and, Intel. and all yeah. of that. So so NVIDIA is my third one. There's Tesla, there's Apple, there's an NVIDIA. And the other one, which everybody hears about that's doing very nicely, is Adobe. Adobe? Yes, Ooh. yes. Look at them. Look at look at the graphs. Uh, you, you, you've never mentioned Adobe before. I, have well, you? I just started mentioning it last week because I was because mm-hmm. every week I would come out and I would just hammer people, tell them about Tesla, tell them about Tesla, Apple about the split, blah blah blah. Well, now yeah. that now that's all happened, now I can get back into my other ones that I love in my portfolio. I like Tesla, I like Apple, I like Nvidia, and I like Adobe. I think yeah. if I have four of those. I'll be okay. All right, I got to get to it real quick. So now, as I'm doing the trade, I always see on the drop-down list, it says stop limit, stop loss, uh, market order, limit order, trailing stop loss with a money symbol, trailing stop loss with a percentage symbol, symbol, and the same thing with trailing stop limit with a money symbol and trailing stop loss with a a stop limit with a uh, percentage symbol. I know what stop loss is. That's when you put for the audience – that's when you put in the amount, let's say right now you've got Tesla and it was 500 bucks. And you say, well, I want to sell it if the sucker drops to 450 or lower. So you put a stop loss in there at $450 and you can put it till the end of the day or you could put it until good, until canceled. And that means it would stay in effect until, and if that price of Tesla stock like today drops below 450, it sells your stock automatically. Correct, right? Yeah. Stop limit is when you can do a high and a low. You could say if the Tesla is 500, if it goes to 600, sell. If it goes below 450, sell. That's the stop limit, correct? Well, I'm, you know, you know more about this stuff than I do. Sheesh. But, hey, <laughs> I I, know. I'm a sponge, Bart. Every week, <laughs> I'm a sponge right? because I need to protect my money, and I always believe there is no broker, there is no analyst, nobody who is going to look after and protect my money better than I will. And, and that's well, that's part of what these things are all about: these limit orders, the stop loss. I mean, it's about giving the trader some protection uh, on the downside and then the upside. I mean, you could put an order in that says, you know, if it reaches, if it goes as high as X dollars. Then buy the stock there, you know. Yes. So you could you yes. could do that as well. Is that a market order? No, market order is basically you you buy it right now, whatever the market price oh, is. Oh, oh, that's oh, what oh. that means. Right now, the market now. order is, is is buy it right now. Now I just heard some, real quick. I just heard something yesterday that I didn't know. I was talking to my buddy Dominic Ruggiero over at the Eastland Inn, and he said. I said he was telling me about, you know, when I should sell some shares, when I should not take the money, play with the house money, blah, blah, blah. I said, well, I got a stop loss. He says, well, you know, if you if the if something happens after the market closes at four o'clock and if at seven o'clock they find out Elon Musk is uh, 
got slave labor or something, and all of a sudden the market takes a tank and drops 200 points, you don't get the stop loss that you have in effect that says till cancel. That's true? Right. Oh, my that's, God. That's the one thing you got to be careful. I mean, that, that, that stop loss may not get filled um, if there's a huge swings in the stock price. So it has to be. So the stop loss or stop limit, whatever, has to be between the 9.30 a.m. and 4 p.m. To do, to do what you wanted to do as you said it. Well, there's, there's other ways that you can. I think there's like a stop limit where you could say or uh, like a stop trailing where you could say, you know, if the stock goes up uh, 10 bucks, then raise my stop loss uh, by five bucks or whatever. You could, you oh. could do things where it will, it will kind of follow the action uh, of, of uh, the price. Um, then you can, ha- you can have the stop limit. I mean, you could put a stop loss, for example, and uh, the, the, the stock goes like through the floor. You're going to be you're going to be forced to pick up the stock at a really low low price, maybe Ugh. or lose the stock at a really low low price, like you just described. Right. If there's a lot of volatility overnight, and the, and you, your stop loss could be filled uh, at a at a number way below what you were what you were thinking. Um, that's when the stop limit comes in. You could actually say. Um, you, you obviously limit the the, the uh, price that it would execute at, so it would prevent that type of uh, stop loss from being filled when it dramatically uh, drops like that. You could kind of leverage that, and then so and that's so that's kind of what it was when I see that thing about stop trailing loss and stop trailing limit, which I haven't gotten to. Bart, I could, I'm a sponge, Bart. You know me when it comes to technical, when it comes to audio and video. I'm a sponge. You tell me I got it. I, I research and everything. Yeah, but I have never in my life found anything, even remotely addictive, as the freaking stock market, man. Oh yeah, oh. And you you just started. Wait till you just... get into. You know, I've been following politics. You know, for all these years, you should see what's out there, as far as how the market um, can predict certain things. Um, you, you know, uh, like uh, I was reading. I I. I I was reading, this was the last election, four years ago. Yeah. I read this article. It was fascinating to me about how the S&P 500 can actually predict um, the outcome of an election, a presidential election. Right. And, and it's been right. It's been right 20 out of the last 23 presidential elections. And here's, here's what I found out. Right. So you take, you take the S&P. Uh, the closing price of the S and P three months exactly three months before the presidential election. Okay, okay? yeah. So you got the S and P five hundred at uh, uh, on August third uh, of in, in three months we're going to have the election. Okay, okay. If on election day the S and P is higher than it was three months prior, the incumbent party will win the election. Wow. If if in three months, the S and P is lower. Then, the incumbent party loses, and that has been right twenty out of the last twenty-three presidential elections. So, three months before the election, if the S and P is up uh, from three months ago, then the then Trump would win. But if the if correct, but if the S and P is lower than it was three months ago on election day. Then right. that means Biden is going to win. Yes, that and that is accurate. Twenty out of the last twenty-three times. Now that just so phenomenal. I've already written down, and I, and I did this the last time too. I mean, I wrote down what the S and P closed at three months before election day, and sure enough, it was lower on election day four years ago, and the incumbent party, in that case the Democrats, lost. Hillary lost. So it was right the last time. So I I've already written down what the S and P closed at on August third which is three months before Election Day. Election Day this year is November 3rd. So we'll see. I mean, uh, if it's higher on November 3rd than it was on August 3rd, then according to this predictor, Trump should win. Okay. If it's lower, Biden should win. Before you... Now, nothing's infallible. Right. This thing's right. been wrong three times out of 23, but it's been right 20 out of 23 times. Right. Before you go, uh, talking to financial analyst Bart Slack, before you go, I... Still would love, I would have paid big money 
you and I are single, and there's reasons because we like life and we like <laughs> we like enjoying we're, ourselves. We're, we're, we're afraid. We're afraid of certain things <laughs> like c- commitment. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so I was. That being said, you know, you know, my, where I was going was, you know, how it is when you piss off a woman, okay? When you're in a oh, relationship. <laughs> listen, listen. I, I'm an expert at that. <laughs> you would be But all I'm saying is, I would have loved to have paid big money. To be in Hillary Clinton's hotel room when she found out that she lost to Donald Trump. First, oh she lost. God. First, she lost to Obama. In the last one, you know, to to, to represent the Democrats, and when he uh, became president, and now she lost to to Donald Trump. In her mind, the most vile, despicable human being she's ever seen in her life. I could have seen her. Looking at her campaign manager and stuff, and the words that she that probably spewed out of that mouth, and you know that voice. Oh my God! Well, apparently it was trending. Certain, uh, like uh, a month after the election, it got out. Certain people leaked it out that she was actually slapping people in the face <laughs> and, and, and punch and punching people. Yeah, that's. Now, now, now couldn't couldn't you see that with her? I, I, you know, yeah, that's what was out there. She was punching people. And, and throwing shit. Well, that's why my, you know she didn't she didn't come out on her. You know, usually the the, 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 the candidates come out on yeah. the election night and yeah, either she waited way victory like, or or concede and right, or right. She they held off her speech until the next day because she couldn't recover. <laughs> Slack. I love you, my brother. I got to do the update to get ready for Jeff Tancher. Thank you so okay. much, my friend. Is he on today? Yes, he's coming on in a couple of minutes. He's a futures <laughs> trader. He's going to talk he's about that. He's talking about futures? Yes. Oh, I gotta, okay, I got to hang on with this uh, show. That'll be today, then. Yes, coming up in a couple Excellent. of minutes. All right, brother. Okay, I'll see you. All right, you got Bye. it. Bye. <laughs> Slapping and punching people. I can just see that with Hillary. <laughs> Bill Clinton was probably the first one. You mother... <laughs> All right, here's just here's your stock market update. All right, let's go over COVID stocks real quick. We'll get ready for Taylor, Jeff Tancheck, meteorologist over at TV19 News. It's coming up in just a minute. All right, on our COVID stocks. All right, wait, wait, wait hold on. Where's my corona sign? I got to be professional here. <laughs> Slapping and plucking people. Okay, now Moderna for our COVID-19 stocks. Moderna is now in talks with Japan to supply them with 40 million doses of COVID-19 vaccine. And you know, Chinese have a company called CanSino, who's been trying, a small company that's been trying to uh, develop a COVID-19 vaccine, but they haven't been doing so well. So I guess Japan is now in talks with Moderna in order to get them to supply 40 million cases of COVID-19. Novavax has been quiet of late. If you remember, Novavax shot up to 190 bucks a share. Now I think they're wallowing like in the 105, 108 the last time I checked. I forget there's nothing going on there. Biotech Pfizer, that's the German company. They're on track for a regulatory review in October, but still nothing uh, concrete on them. Of course, Johnson & Johnson, nothing special. AstraZeneca, nothing special. And, of course, we just mentioned Cancino. Hold on, this may be my business. Is this my guest, Jeff Tanchek? Big Daddy. All right, hold on just a minute. I'm going to get done with my, uh, my stock market update, and I'll be right with you, okay? You go for it, man. Okay. All right, my big dog big dog stocks of the week. A Tesla, I've already told you at the top of the show that the, the reasons just keep on piling on one and one and one. Apple is still one of my top dogs. NVIDIA, as I was talking to Bart Slack, they got the RTX 3000 new video capture. They got the uh, RT, supposedly the RT3070 Ti. It's supposed to be one badass video card for the monitor for gaming and that kind of thing. So NVIDIA is still up there. If you look at their graph right now, they've been going up and up and up, just doing nice, they're giving you nice returns on your investment. And of course, Adobe now has entered my big dog stocks. Everywhere you look, there's Adobe Flash Player, all these Adobe products that people use for creating special effects and all this kind of thing. So Adobe is now up there. Uh, Let's see, we had um, my interesting stock of the week, DraftKings. Michael Jordan just became an investor and advisor to DraftKings. My buddy Tom Mercandante owned the SportsKing.com and he sold the DraftKings and became a multimillionaire. And then, of course, my attractive stock of the week is TikTok. I told you, Walmart and Microsoft has made a proposal to TikTok and the Oracle Coalition with Oracle 
is the other ones for that. Weed stocks right now, possible mergers, Aurora and Afira, and of course, Cureleaf and Trueleaf, and IIPR is rising nicely. Remember, IIPR, they don't buy stock, they don't sell stock, they don't, uh, uh, they don't buy weed, they don't grow weed, they don't sell weed, but they will acquire real estate for you to do that. Everything else is still flat, including C. GC, and that's your stock market update for the week. Let's welcome in our good friend to the show, uh, Jeff Tanchek, a meteorologist over at TV19. And uh, Jeff and I were talking off the air a couple of weeks ago, almost a month ago, and he was telling me how he, he said he enjoyed the show, and he said uh, he's a futures trader. Now, Jeff, I have to admit, I'm still learning on this whole product, uh, this whole process of being in the stock market. Yeah. And I didn't know that you could become a futures trader. I thought when I saw futures, I always check around 8 in the morning, and I hit my feed on my Fidelity app, and I see what the futures are. And it tells me that S&P looks like it's going to open about 15, the NASDAQ opening about this, and the Dow opening about this. And I say, oh, when I see the positive numbers in my mind, I say, okay, there's going to be some money making today. But you trade futures. So kind of take us through the process of, what it's like, when did you get into stock trading and what made you decide on futures trading? Well, uh, well, first of all, thanks for having me on, uh, Big Daddy. I appreciate, you know, I, you know, as you, if you, if you watch me, you know that I work the morning show. So I'm yes. in at work at, you know, midnight, 1230 in the morning uh, to get prepared because we go on the air at 430 uh, in the morning here. So you were doing a test. You were doing one of your tests yes. there for your uh for your for your show, I love this show. By the way, I love uh, uh, that. Uh, I love Bart, uh, your your yes. financial analyst. Yes, I was just That's interesting about the uh, the presidential election in the three months. Right, right. Um, yeah, I've been trading stocks uh, for a while. I mean, I've been doing it, uh, you know, for going on fifteen years, uh, if not if not longer. So, I was doing stocks, and you know, I was always an ETF guy okay I don't, what does etf I, stand really, for by the way uh exchange traded uh, uh funds I okay got you because i know bart yeah, slack it, does that like He's a, a, it's like a mutual fund it's like a mutual fund yeah but it's better than a mutual fund because a mutual fund if you want to make a, a, a trade you have to wait until the close with a, an etf you trade it like a stock Oh. So, you know, you, you can, that's what I recommend everybody doing. But, you know, we could talk about that because, you know, if you have me on once a month, yes. we can we can get into all that stuff. But I, I'm i a, I'm a, ba- a big fan of ETFs, all right, the exchange-traded funds. So, you know, it, it basically it's a whole conglomeration of stocks. You can trade a, uh, I recommend doing like a large cap, a mid cap, a, a small cap ETF. Of course, the small caps are, are more aggressive. Uh, they're more volatile because they're small cap stocks. But, you know, that way, if you trade individual stocks, like, for instance, you've been talking about Tesla, you know, if it takes a big plunge, that's it. And at least with an ETF, you know, it won't lose as much because you have, you know, several other stocks in that in that one fund there. That's so you that's, see what I'm saying with that? So it's not like, like the S&P 500 has the 500 top traded companies in the U.S., correct? Right, and then that's the SPY. Okay, it's basically the S- the SPY. That's the that's the most traded uh, ETF out there because it's the it's the ETF of of, of all the S and P stocks. All right, so it, so ETF, and, and I and I want to learn because, like I said, I got to tell Bart and the audience, I'm a sponge. I want to learn because you piqued my interest right away when you just talked about Tesla. You said, so if Tesla takes a big plunge, if you have them in an ETF instead of as an individual stock, you don't lose as much if they if the bottom drops out on them? Yeah. Okay, listen, when you get off the, when you get off the air here or the Internet, whatever we're on. Okay. <laughs> um, I always traded. Uh, I don't do it now because we're, we're, I'm in the futures, and we're going to be talking about yes. that because I yes. learned how to do futures a couple years ago. I, I took some. I took a seminar, a three day seminar, because futures are a totally different animal. Okay, well let's, um, let's it's do a this. Form di- of day trading. Let's do this, totally different animal. Let's do this, then, Jeff. Let's wait and keep ETFs for the next month, and okay. and then we'll get into that a little bit, but. Go ahead now. Tell us about futures and how it works and how this. I will. Of- I will. But one thing I want you to do for homework here okay. when we're done with yes. ETFs for next time is I want you to research. Uh, if you want to write this down, yep. DLN is the stock symbol. These are Wisdom Tree uh, ETFs. D is um, in doll. Research. 
D-L-N Research, D-O-N, Don, okay. and D-E-S. Okay. Okay, that's, yes. a, that's a large cap, a mid cap, and a small cap ETF. I like Wisdom Tree uh, ETFs, but we'll, we'll talk about that. Oh, anyway, you turn futures, okay? Go ahead. Remember when you were, you were talking to Bart a few minutes ago about how you check the pre-market at 8 o'clock in the morning? Yes. All right? Basically, what you're looking at is futures. I mean, that's the futures. Yes, yes. Now, futures is, you know, <laughs> I mean, where do I start with futures? I, I Go ahead. A, we got time. Like I Go ahead. I, I like, like I told you before, I took a three-day seminar on this on how to do it. And there's, um, it, it's basically, you know, when you do futures, it, it's day trading. Now, uh, futures is, is what happens overnight. It's, it, it starts at 6 p.m., Okay. Yes, yes. So the market closes at four at six p.m. Boom. That's when the futures market kicks in. Yes. Six o'clock yeah. Eastern time. Yes, because I and check. it goes all night. Yes. It goes all night. Yes. Big Daddy, I'm I'm trading at one o'clock in the morning if I want. I can make trades at three o'clock in the morning. And what I do is I trade the futures uh, index. Okay. And basically, what a futures is, you buy a contract. Um, it's not a stock, okay? You're not buying stocks here. You buy, you're buying a contract. And I trade the, uh, the S&P, I trade the Dow, I trade the, the, the Russell, and I trade the NASDAQ, okay? I trade those four. Now, you can also do futures in oil. You can do futures in all the commodities out there. You can do futures in cattle. You can do futures in wheat, um, silver, uh, you, you know, whatever. It, it's an asset class, okay? And that's another um, kind of uh, term when you're you're trading in the market. There are things called asset classes, okay? And when when you're trading stocks, that's a separate asset class. But when, when you... you're trading futures, there's forex, and you can do options, okay? I'm trading the asset class in futures trading, okay? Boy, my head is my head is spinning. My, yeah, but I'm yeah, going to yeah. learn you're, it. You're as big. Listen, See, I'm, this is this is this is why you're going to need me on. Uh, yes, you know, yes. once, once a month to, to talk about this because because like I said, futures is a totally different animal, and you know, it's it, it's basically day trading is what I'm doing. Yes. Now, what's interesting with futures, okay, and this is another um, you know stock tip, and I'm sure Bart, uh, you know, will will definitely agree with me what I'm saying. Whenever uh, there, there are two times during the day that the market is um, is most volatile, okay? And when you have big changes in a short period of time, it's the first hour. The, these are these are the times when the most of the um, trades get executed. Okay, right, these right. are where all of the shares are changing hands. And, and you did this earlier. You said you traded uh, Tesla. As soon as the market opened, yes, um, it's between nine thirty and ten thirty. So the first hour that the market's open, and the last hour that Absolutely. the market is open. Absolutely. Now I- I'm going to give I'm going to give you a perfect example on songs. I know you got to go here. So. No, no, no. Go ahead. We got time, uh, brother. I own the network. Go ahead. Okay. The <laughs> Nasdaq. Okay. The Nasdaq futures this morning. All right. If you would have checked the pre market and just the Nasdaq index, it was up over one percent. Okay, it was up over 1%, the NASDAQ. Okay. By the time we hit 10.30 in the morning, it was down 1%. So from 9 o'clock to 10.30 in an hour and a half, you had a uh, 2% changeover just in that time frame in the entire NASDAQ market. And the main reason for that is because of uh, of Tesla, because Tesla is heavily weighted in the in the Nasdaq market, okay. so you know it was up. It was up in the pre market. Yep. And then as soon as the bell hit, yeah, boom, it tanked. Yes. And that's why the Nasdaq dropped. Wow. So, wow. But when you're trading futures, see if you if if you're if you're buying, and when you, when you trade a futures contract, you could buy or sell. When you sell, you're shorting uh, the the futures contract. Okay. When yes. you buy a, a futures contract, you're you're, you're, you're betting that it's going to go up when you're selling. Your, so if you would have sold the NASDAQ right before the opening bell, you would have made a ton of money today. 
And that's just one example on wow. how to do futures trading. Wow. Yeah. So you're betting. So you're saying that I think this particular stock or this particular group of stocks are going to be up at the start of the market today? Uh no, wait, wait, what are you talking about, group of stocks? Uh, when, you, when you say futures, in other words, when you say, say what, oh. what you just said just at the end before I asked the question about if you would have traded the NASDAQ at something, you would have made a lot of money today. I, I, all I heard was a lot of money, and I got interested. So say that line again for me again. Well, <laughs> well here's the thing. The futures market, okay, remember, you have the European markets that open yes. it. 3 o'clock in the morning our time. You have the Asian markets that open up at uh, 8 o'clock in the evening and then 9.30. You have, you, know, you have all the Asian markets. So you have things that happen while you're sleeping. Okay, so while everyone's sleeping, there's a whole futures market going on out there because of what's happening with the international markets. Okay. So, you know, just because, uh, you know, here in the, 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 the New York Stock Exchange could be up, uh, you know, if something happens overnight and, you know, somebody bombs somebody or whatever, some kind of geopolitical thing happens, boom, the, the futures will tank while you're sleeping. So you wake up in the morning and you're like, whoa, what happened? And then right. you have to go check and see and see what, what happened. And um, this is what happens throughout the night. You can trade that. You can trade, uh, you know, you know, what, you know. You have to stay up all night, but fortunately, I have a job where I'm like working at one, two o'clock in the morning. You know, so I can I can follow this stuff, especially if the weather's quiet. But that's that's futures trading, okay? But it's not just the the the, the stock indexes. You can do oil um, if. Um, if a big oil uh, refinery goes down or something while you're sleeping, boom, oil is going to shoot up, uh, you know, potentially, or, you know, anything, anything in the news. So you can trade that stuff, and it's not just during the market hours. Futures trading is it's 23 hours a day that you're trading, including some holidays. Like on Labor Day, the stock market's closed, not futures. Uh, because the uh, the international market's still open, all right. So okay. you you could trade futures on Labor Day if you wanted to. Well, I, Jeff, I got I got questions. Believe me, you I got goosebumps right now. But I'm going to study these three because I want to learn. I got nothing else but time. All I'm, I'm, all I'm going to do at some point is die. So, you know, I might as well just go ahead and try to make as much money Happy as I can. Happy 60th birthday, by the way. Thank you so much. I'm at the 60 Club. And I still, the 60 is a new 40 when it comes to me, Jeff Tanchek. Yes, yes. All yes, right. it is. I love you, my brother. Thank you so much. We'll talk again next month. We'll bring up ETFs. But in the meantime, I'm going to do my homework on futures because I'm kind of understanding but and again, it's not for everybody. Yeah. It's not for everybody. There's, there's, uh, it is very, very, very risky. And if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to lose a lot of money in uh, in a short period of time. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> believe me, especially in a volatile market. Yeah. Yeah. My my buddy Bart Slack tells me that all the time because. When he told me that I should sign up with Fidelity for options, and I said, okay, Bart, I'm signed up now. Now what do we do? He goes, I want you to understand now that this is a lot oh, more complex. Yeah, options. Yeah. Yeah, know? options <laughs> is, uh, yeah, I don't even do options. I mean, futures is hard enough yeah. to try to figure out. And like I said, I took uh, I took a, a whole, I took a three-day seminar was the entire day uh, a couple years ago, and I'm still learning how to do futures. Um you know, it, it definitely is. It's totally different from what you're used to trading. So I don't, I don't do stocks anymore. Yeah. Um, it's it, and and we we can talk about the tax um, uh, positives as well with futures, and it, it's just a lot easier to to do your taxes. Um, but you have to know what you're doing because the futures market isn't for everybody. Um, you know, because you really have to stay on top of it. 19 Action News meteorologist Jeff Tanchek, also a futures trader right here on Big Daddy's Stock Tips from the Hood. Thank you so much, my friend. We'll talk to you next month, okay? I'll do my homework Okay, in the we'll do that. We'll do that. All right, take care, Jeff. Okay. Ooh, my goodness. Did your head start to spin like mine? It's like, ooh. When I heard him say, 
if the, if he would have traded the uh, bought the Nasdaq, you would have made a ton of money. And all I heard everything he said, everything else was like the guy on Charlie Brown. And then he goes, "You could have made a lot of money." I went, "What? What? <laughs> I am going to okay, D L N, D O N, Don." And DES, I, I got nothing but time for the rest of the day. It's raining. I don't think I'm going to be able to go out and play pickleball this evening in Independence. I got to check the weather. I should have asked Jeff about the weather. Son of a bitch, I just had the meteorologist on. I could have asked him, what's it going to be like at 6 o'clock this evening? Could have gone play pickleball because I couldn't go and play this morning because it was raining. Anyway, I love you guys. Hopefully, we have informed you. And if you're as confused as I am, that's why I study. I'm going to lay my big-ass walrus ass in the bed, and I'm going to study D-L-N, D-O-N, D-E-S. I'm going to study. Uh, I'm going to try to find maybe a tutorial on YouTube about uh, futures trading because I didn't know this. I want to minimize my losses as best I can. All right, don't forget, Joe Alvello, Southern Exposure, Sundays on MySouthernExposure.site. MySouthernExposure.site, Carlita, Joe Alvello, uh, Raji, Mick, Laura Farrell with the cooking segment, fantastic show on Sunday nights, MySouthernExposure.site. You can find out all the information about there. My man Gary Lee, Podcasting Dangerous, every Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Savage MMG Network. Bishop Savage, my main man, keeps everything going over there. Lots of good shows, CBD shows, holistic shows, yoga, all kind of stuff going on. Gary Lee, Podcasting Dangerous, Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m., and the Savage MMG Network. Just search them over on Facebook or on uh, Google, and you will find them as well. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I love you, and I'll see you next Wednesday. I got to check my stock. Hold on. Hold on. Tesla, stock price. Okay, it's only down 32. It was down 68, so (laughs) halfway there. He's right about one thing, though. All the tra- all the action happens and the first hour and the last hour. Last hour. See you next week on Big Daddy Stock Tips from the Hood.